This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel route. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpups! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, from Main Street to First Street to North View Avenue, all the way down to Avenue A, Mr. Steve Sell. I thought you were going to say from the 300 block to the 400 block of East Euclid. Well, you, you, are, you are pretty popular there. <laughs> 400 to like 450 okay. East Euclid. Now, yeah. I don't know if you stretch all the way to West Euclid some I, days. I, I don't think I stretch anywhere. Yeah, you don't do a lot of stretching. No. West Euclid, I don't know if that's your, your neck of the woods over there. I don't know if they like you there. Probably East not. Euclid, I think they I do. I don't think they like me on East Euclid either. East Kansas, I think they like you. Well, maybe. First Street, I think they like you. I have no idea. What about Hardup Street? Hardup? Yeah, they like you there? Probably not. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> S- Steve is normally the one that comes in every day and goes, Oh, I'm exhausted. My my feet hurt. My body hurts. My ankles are sore. My hamstring is pulled. But today, it's me. Yeah. I'm a walking dead man today, You are walking. You, you, you are can tell. Dead, you're dead man walking. I haven't been very chipper today, no. and I have saved up all of my energy for t- the show today, and then yeah. after that, I'm just going to slip back into nothingness. I'm zonked today, Steve. Well, you and the pistol were really uh, Man, we were working hard. hard yesterday. So, should we tell the people about my new living arrangement you can do whatever you want. Should, should we tell the people? I don't care whatever you want to tell them. Well, I, I made a little move with my life. Didn't move far away. I actually moved very close to a certain person. And the certain person might be Mr. Steve Sell. Well, we're in the same building now. We are now neighbors. We're neighbors, yeah. So not only are we neighbors in our offices here at work, but we are neighbors now in life, in living outside of work. So the only chance that I really have to get away from Steve is like at night if I come up here or in the morning when he leaves and comes here to the radio station. Well, I, I think there will be a lot of times where our schedules are different and, you know, I I play golf at a different time and, and uh, of course, we do cover we cover games at the same time. So. That's right. But now Steve and I are neighbors and I, I moved just to save a little bit of money and moved across town and... I was moving yesterday. You're a lot closer to the radio station. I am a lot closer. I mean, it's a you can hey, hey, don't don't tell our owners that. 
or they'll expect me to be up here even more. Well, don't tell them. Don't we, tell them that well, I'm now like a one minute drive. We both basically live up here, so that's right. Yeah, don't don't tell them that I'm like a one we minute might, drive. You know, we now. might as well have a couch moved in up here, so when one of us is up here working late, have a place to sleep. But it's it's a good place to be, and I, I'm excited about it. Pistol Pete, Peter Holland, he was helping me move yesterday, and we had to work really hard Pistol, to, to get our couch. I in tell there. you what, Pistol. He needs to get back in the gym because he said he was exhausted. Oh, after you're got- looking at me too. Oh, I'm. I felt like I just deadlifted and power cleaned and bench pressed. Well, Pistol used to. He told me he used to be able to, you know, clean lift probably what three fifty. Oh yeah. In his day, he could probably bench press five hundred back in the oh, day. Oh yeah. Pistol Pistol's very solid and, and strong and. That's that St. Thomas Aquinas strength. Yeah, he's St. Thomas Aquinas of Florida. So. But 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 him and I both didn't have a whole lot of that yesterday. Oh, with, I know. With moving furniture. I was at, I was at the Pipeliners game, and you guys showed up later, and you guys were both just pistol could hardly keep his eyes open. Well, all I know is we were moving furniture, and you know what Steve did? He came out of his house and said, "Oh, I'm in the middle of moving some some laundry around, so I guess I can spare you a minute." And came up. I and, held the and door. Held the door for that, about and three really, minutes. For the operation at the time, that was the person holding the door. That was the key. Yeah, but then you left I, before well, the job was completed. Well, I cut my finger. Yeah, <laughs> so Steve reached into a drawer and, and, and started not, bleeding everywhere. And a, and a knife was somehow uh, sticking out. And sure, and I cut my finger on a knife, and it was gushing. Well, excellent work, Steve. Well, you did a great job of working. Someone's got to be the coordinator. Yeah, we leave that up to you. the The non physical labor. Well, at my age, I shouldn't be doing physical. Yeah, labor. no physical labor for you, or you might no. you might pass out again. Well, I could. I'm coming off heat exhaustion, so. But Steve, are you excited to have me as a neighbor? Was oh, I too you. loud last night? I I didn't hear a word. You haven't met it our ne- next door neighbor Itty Bitty yet. Probably. No, I haven't. Well, Itty Bitty's our next door neighbor, so you'll meet Itty Bitty. Well, that'll be very good. Well, Steve, we have lots of things to get into today, and one of them comes out of Kansas City, and I, we talked about it yesterday that I wanted to talk about some Tyreek Hill news and an update with that. But the narrative of that story changed a little bit yesterday because of some comments that were made out of Kansas City. And, Steve, I will ask you to do this because I want to have a little bit better audio. Will you go turn down the AC? I'm sure that people can hear us a little bit. Bump it up to about 79 and that fan will stop. I, I can't do it in the middle of this monologue, but... What happened yesterday is that Kevin Keatsman, who hosts Between the Lines from 2 to 6 p.m. on 810, which I don't really know if we can get here at McPherson. I think maybe with a really good radio, you could get it, Steve. You can get it during the day a little bit. At night, you can't get it Yeah, they, they cut it off at night. But most people that are Chiefs fans or Royals fans or have any connection to Kansas City have listened to Kevin Keatsman at some point because he's been on radio there for... 20 years. Uh, yeah, 20, 25 years with 810. And as a preface to this, too, I never worked for 810, but I did work for 610, yeah. their competitor across the street. Yeah. And I will say that I have always enjoyed Kevin Keatsman's show. And I've always enjoyed the way that he gets into sports talk. I know there are people that don't enjoy him, but he made some comments on his show yesterday about Tyreek Hill and they have been circulating across the sports world, and it has not been a very good look for him. It has not been a very good look for his company for the last 24 hours, and he's had a couple of comments with it, but I want to read you what he said that changed things. Hey, you hear that fan go off? Yeah, fan went off. Sounds a little bit better. Okay. So I wanted to read you what was said 
And then I'll give you a little context with it after that. So here is what he said, talking about the Tyreek Hill situation and mentioning Andy Reid. He says, quote, The thing is, they probably think they can fix him, referring to Tyreek Hill, but they thought they could fix him before, and they failed. Andy Reid does not have a great record of fixing players. He doesn't. Discipline is not his thing. It did not work out particularly well in his family life, and that needs to be added to this as we're talking about the Chiefs. He wasn't real great at that either. He's had a lot of things go bad on him, family and players. And what most people inter interpreted that to be was the death of Andy Reid's son, Garrett, who had a, a drug problem and ended up committing suicide. Right. And that was the way this quote was interpreted. Well, Steve, you and I can, can look at this from a media side of things and first off say that this was not a great direction to go with this comment referring to Andy Reid as a football coach or as a parent or just as a person. This was not the best way to go with this. But for context, too, not once did Kevin Keatsman refer to any death or drug overdose. It was just the fact that he mentioned that some things did not go very well in his personal life, which shouldn't really have any correlation to Tyreek Hill. But let's also add here that I don't think this is just a, a crazy thing to say. I think it's a bad direction to go, but I don't think this is comments that should be scrutinized and that he should be fired from his job and that he should be suspended without pay. I really do think that there was a direction with the way this was going. Well, he's one of the owners, so it's kind of hard to fire yourself. Yeah, that's you know, part of it, too. Suspend yourself, so... He's one. I think there's like four people that own uh, Chad uh, Bogner. I think is in there, and Hal McRae and Jeff Montgomery. I think are in on that station too. So, but I'm of the. I just I don't like when you bring somebody's family into it. I just. But he really didn't dive into things. But it's one of those understood things, right? And I, and I know that he's tried to respond to this and say, "Hey, this is not what I meant." It might have come out that way, but Steve, you and I can respond to this from people that turn on a microphone or open up your laptop and begin to talk or write, that sometimes things can be misconstrued. Yeah. But most of the time, the reason that things will end up being that way is if you put them into a place like that. And Kevin Keatsman has always been known for making a lot of statements and going out on a limb and talking about these things, but I think you and I can relate that Sometimes things are misconstrued. Sure. And I think from his perspective, things were misconstrued. But the problem was that he started to go down that path. And I think that's where some of these problems have started with, with people responding the way that they did. Yeah, and Ty, you got to remember, the Tyreek Hill situation in Kansas City, it's a real fire starter. I mean, it's a, it's a hot-button topic. Uh, you know, you got your fans that are just kind of like, well, he never got convicted of anything, nothing's ever been proven for sure, let's let him just play with no penalty. He's going to get a penalty, whether it's from the Chiefs. And he'll be meeting with the NFL he's meeting at some with, point this week. Yeah, he's going to get a penalty, and it's going to be four games, eight games, or a year. I don't see it being a year. Uh, you have to look at precedent. Ray Rice got two games, and that was just an awful – remember the Ray Rice – Punching the girlfriend. Right. He got two games, I believe. He got a two-game suspension. Well, wasn't he banned from the league? Well, he ended up getting – well, he got – yeah, I think – I don't know if he got banned from the league. I think he just got cut. And and uh, 
Um, you know, I think Tyreek Hill's going to at least get four to eight games by either the Chiefs or the league, but I think he's going to play this season. But the point that I think Kevin Keatsman was trying to make here is that the Chiefs have been known as this type of an organization, and Andy Reid has been known as this type of a coach that have tried to, at least the phrase that he used was fix players. Yeah. And, and try and take on these, we could call them a project, take on something that, all right, we're going to mold this young man and we're going to change the way things are. And Andy Reid's most notable one of these was Michael Vick. Right. Whenever he was with the Eagles and Michael Vick had served his prison sentence and was coming back, and Andy Reid said, all right, we're going to give you a chance. We're going to try and fix this problem. We're going to try and bring you back into the league. And the Chiefs have tried to do this several times. And the point that I think Kevin Keatsman was trying to make him, which is the correct point, is that the Chiefs have done this several times, and a few of these times, it's not worked out. Well, they've had quite the cast of characters. Right. Uh, you know, you look at the guys that they've had in the past there. Uh, Jovan Belcher. Right. End up committing, what, suicide? In, and in, murder. In, in, murder in the parking lot at Arrowhead Stadium, wasn't Well, it? yeah, it was a murder, and then he ended up going to the team facility and ended up committing suicide. I, I mean, they've taken on people like, <clears throat> excuse me, that but that this is not a new thing. And, and and I brought this up at the beginning of us talking about this Tyree Kill case, that this is an organization that has really misfired on people that they have judged their character to be better. Right. And the thing I've said about this Tyree Kill case... They look case for the good in people is what they do. Is Tyree Kill might be innocent. Uh, we, we don't know. And I've been saying this from the beginning. And that he already had baggage that, when he that, got drafted. That he might be innocent in this case. He might be guilty. Whatever the decision is, whatever the real truth is, which we may never know, they have taken several chances on this person who one time has already been in trouble for this. Then they leak this audio of him saying horrible things. And I know that that's taken out of context as well. But they've tried and tried and tried to give second and third chances. And sometimes you just can't keep trying with somebody. You, you just can't. And that is what I feel like has been one of the problems for the Chiefs is they, they continue to try and give second chances. Well, they didn't get the Kareem Hunt was out the door in a heartbeat. You know what team has not been giving people like this that many second chances? The Patriots. Oh, yeah. They've had a couple of interesting characters. What's his name? The Josh Gordon, is that his name? The one yeah. that, they, that they tried and then said, all right, yeah. we're, we're done with you. Yeah, they, they tried and... He couldn't be rehabilitated. But they're not a group that says, all right, let, let's let's try again. Let's see if we can bring in this project. Now, I know you can throw in Aaron Hernandez, but nobody really knew about those problems until they all surfaced at the very end. But I think that this is an organization that has been trying to give people chances, give the benefit of the doubt, when I think maybe the benefit of the doubt should not have been given. Well, what's the classic line, everybody deserves a second chance? And that would... There are some people that do, yeah. but I think that we could also say in a lot of situations, and especially some ones that have been involved with the Chiefs, not everybody deserves a second chance in the NFL. Yeah, You can get a second chance on life, and that's kind of what prison is for. You go there, you rehabilitate, and you get a second chance. You can come back out into the world, but sometimes with the NFL, when you run a franchise like the Chiefs do, that is 
in the public eye all the time. Sometimes the second chance you just don't get. And I think that's part of what the NFL has been going through the last five years with all of this too, is how do we let people back in? How do we give second chances? Do we give second chances? And the Chiefs have been saying, we do kind of give second chances. But I think they've just taken the wrong gambles. Yeah. And for Kevin Keatsman, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm just 100% defending him because he went into an area that you shouldn't have gone to, yeah. especially involving Andy Reid and his family and personal life. But he was beginning to make a good point in talking about the Chiefs and some of the decisions that they have made. And I don't know what will happen with him, and I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more this afternoon whenever they have their show, but sometimes you just have to get the full context of everything. Well, and he may come out with a statement to start his show today. And like I say, he's one of the owners, so you can't fire yourself. or I guess you could suspend yourself. You could. I guess you could, but, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the owners, so. But just make sure, excuse me, that whenever you get into trying to call people out for anything, just make sure that instead of being a reactionary, time to fire him, mm -hmm. get rid of him, suspend him, just make sure you interpret everything. Yeah. Because it is a, a headline-based news media right now, and that you can read something and feel like you know all of it, but just make sure that you collect as much information as possible. And that's what the really great journalists like you and I do. So we try and gather as much information as possible before we make big, rational, crazy decisions. I try not to make crazy decisions. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to dive into something that you were talking about today on your Cell on Sports, and that is recruiting for college football in the state of Kansas. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I think that you have been very tuned in to the college football recruiting cycle over the last year or so, especially with KU and K-State. A little bit of that goes into having a McPherson Eye kid being in some of these recruiting classes, but you talked about in your sell on sports today how well Kansas and Les Miles have done in their upcoming recruiting classes, particularly for the class of 2020, but you look at KU and K-State and where they rank in the Big 12 right now for that class, 2020, with a couple of first-year coaches coming up, I think both of them have knocked it out of the park in their first year, first off-season on campus. Well, unless Miles faced the most, much tougher job. I mean, it's how do you recruit to a team that's just been dreadful I don't know. I, I think Chris Kleiman's job was really tough, too. Because at least with Les Miles, he has the well-known background and that he's been at LSU and, is, and has done this recruiting thing before. But for Chris Kleiman, 
This is his first really big go around yeah, in the and, Power Five, and considering and, and a, a change of leadership with Bill Snyder, who had been there forever. And it's not like Chris Kleiman's a young guy. No, I think he's in his late forties or early fifties. I thought he's in his fi- middle fifties, somewhere in there. Yeah, but to come into a, a spot like Manhattan, where K State has recruited almost the exact same way for thirty years, it's hard to go in and, and change some perception. But for for KU and Les Miles, I think it's a little easier job. In, in my opinion, do you think it's not? No, I I actually think it's tougher because I it's hard to sell a kid on a team that has just been getting their brains beat out every game in the in Big Twelve play. Where they went, they won three games last. Who they beat in the Big? They beat some. They beat TCU. Beat TCU in the Big Twelve last year. So. They've won what two Big Twelve games the last four years or something like that, or not many, not many. But uh, and you look at Memorial Stadium, uh, Memorial Stadium, it was old when I was there, and that was in the seventies. So it's not that you know they've got really nice practice facilities though, and KU of course is just a wonderful campus, uh, great nightlife in Lawrence. You got Kansas City nearby if you want to, you know, go see the Chiefs or the Royals or. Or, you know, go to Westport, your favorite place. Oh, big big fan. Yeah, Kelly's probably, you know, places like that. But uh, K-State has had a history of success, and I think it's a lot easier to, to recruit to a school, you know, it's had great success under Bill Moses Snyder. When I look at the KU and K-State recruiting numbers, and when you compare them to the other teams in the Big 12, and I, I think Texas is number six right now, and they only have seven guys committed, and we know that they will have more by the time it's over and probably several five-star recruits. But one thing I have been impressed with with KU and K-State is the fact that they have been on people early. Right. And it feels like during the Bill Snyder era, it was a lot of waiting, not being on people early, getting walk-on guys, preferred walk-ons, gray shirt, red shirt, and taking your time with some especially local Kansas kids but I think that one thing we're seeing here, Steve, is that there is a lot more talent in the Kansas City, in the Wichita area, right now for these two schools to go after. And I think that's part of why they have been on them early, because they have been watching guys from this state go to different states, go and, to and, different schools, and, you and also leave have to the remember, area. Les Miles kind of had it. I think to me, he probably had an inkling he was going to get the KU job. And he started early. And he started early because, you know, he wasn't coaching anywhere. He was kind of in retirement. I mean, you know, he he wasn't really old enough to retire, but, you know, he could have he retired. He had, he's made plenty of money in his career. But, you know, he, was, he had the itch to get back into coaching. And, again, you know, when David Beatty was at KU and Charlie Weiss, Turner Gill, you know, the – the Three Stooges, as some people call them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they were they were a disorganized mess. Les Miles has built two great programs. He, he took over an Oklahoma State program that was not very good, and he made them really good. And then he went to LSU, and, of course, he won a national championship at LSU. So he knows what it takes organization-wise. You know, he's got his people in place. And I believe KU already has 20 – commitments 20 20 of course you know, k-state's got 19 now remember those commitments are just verbal they're not binding right so it, some of these guys may fall off the planet but you gotta like what les miles and chris Kleiman are doing 
And we really like what Chris Klein is doing because he got Cody Stufflebean. That's right. And Co- we we know what a beast Cody Stufflebean is. He'll play somewhere for him, you bet. I've been looking at the K-State recruiting class, and I've just been looking at local kids. So either Kansas people or Kansas City, Missouri, and you look at Hadley Panzer, who is from Lakin. He's a big offensive lineman, mm-hmm. 6'3", 295. You have Keon Moore from Lee Summit North. Sam Shields from Manhattan. You throw in Cody. You throw in a couple other guys from the eastern side of the state. Taylor Warner out of Gardner-Edgerton, who was getting looks from everywhere. You have Nate Matlack, who is from Olathe East. Mighty Olathe East. The mighty Olathe East Hawks. They've had a few K-State Wildcats back in the day. Travis Tannehill. Sure. But it's really good, at least when I look at this, to see local people committing to KU and to K-State. And I think that's a sign that there are some good things to come with these two programs. And it might take a little bit longer for KU, but I do think both of these programs are moving up. And I think for KU fans, though, they have got to be realistic. It's not like Les Miles is going to be 6-6 and in his first year. He's not. There's no way. You look at what's coming back. But I think you will see a competitive change. Yeah. And that this will be a team that is competitive. You're not going to see a timeout and then we're going to punt. No. Some, I mean, David Beatty's head-scratching decisions. Well, you just, know what happens when you hire a coach that has never been a head coach? They make a lot of stupid decisions. Yeah. And, and that's what happened for three years. Yeah, and I never... Four years, however long it was. David Beatty got that job, A, because he came cheap, B, because he supposedly could recruit Texas, and he hardly had any Texas kids that really were any good for him, and, and C... He'd been at KU before, so those were the, that's the reasons he got hired in the first place. He was there when Mark Mangino was there when they had some good teams, and they thought they were catching lightning in a bottle, but it didn't work out that way. Steve, let's take our final break and wrap up the show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, the rest of the week, at some point I want to talk about the NBA Awards. Did you see who was named the MVP last night? Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. I want to talk about the NBA Awards and and where you think some of these players rank and go through that at some point this week. On Friday, we're going to have Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus in studio with us to give an update on a team that we think could be very, very good this fall, right there with those bullpups. Well, they were in the state semifinals last year for eight man, and it's the exact same team they had last year. So right. they had no seniors. So uh, they just took part in the uh, a little camp at McPherson College along with Mound Ridge. Uh, if you go to midkansasonline.com, I've got the uh, reactions from Shelby and Jeremiah Meeks, the Mound Ridge coach, how they thought their teams did and how they've been doing this summer. They had both schools have had team camp. It looks like to me, from what I see, most of the schools do team camp the first week of June. Right. And uh, they both commented on that. Uh, I think the excitement for Canton Galva football is going to be absolutely off the charts this year. Uh, no fans, or I, I mean, 
their fans are so passionate over there. I, I remember covering a lot of games back in the early 80s over there in the playoffs uh, when they had the Weedles and and probably Shad Marston was oh, playing. Our boy, I'm sure Shad Our was guy Shad was there, the late Kevin Bubba Bruce and and the Bullingers and, uh, uh, you know, the probably Weedles. Probably a model mog. Yeah, there were some model mogs over there. So, uh, boy, that was some fun times over there at Canton Gallo. All right, Steve, we'll do all that tomorrow and later on this week. And, of course, check out everything Steve does at midkansasonline.com. The hardest worker that I know. <laughs> I think that's up for debate. <laughs> Wrapping up today's According to Jim. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.